It was a brutal plot that resulted in the horrendous death of a dearly loved father, Liam Smith. The 38-year-old electrician was shot dead and doused in acid yards from his home in Wigan in November last year. The murder had been planned for 10 months. Couple Michael Hillier and Rachel Fullstar were once united on their plan to murder Smith as part of what they saw as vigilante justice. But the plotting pair soon turned on each other, placing the blame on one another in court. In this episode of Testimony, our true crime podcast, Andrew Bardsley, who reported on the trial, explains the plot behind Smith's murder, the day of the killing, and how it played out in court. The Manchester Evening News court reporter tells the podcast how Hillier and Fullstore were branded judge, jury and executioner during the trial. Welcome to Testimony. What happened to Liam Smith? So Liam Smith was found dead just a few yards from his front door. Uh, in November last year, he'd been shot in the face and acid had been thrown over his body as he lay on the ground. Police were at a sort of complete loss as to why this would happen to Liam. It was obviously an appalling crime and there was a major investigation launched to find out exactly what what had gone on and what what the motive was for this uh, appalling crime. Who was Liam Smith? Liam was a, an electrician as a as a job. He had a, his own business. He had two children, uh, and it seemed as though at the time he was looking for a new relationship. He'd uh, joined up to the dating app Tinder, and uh, as many people do, and he just seemed to be a normal bloke. And that was just added to the sense of shock and why police were really questioning why something that's so terrible as that would happen to to Liam, who, who just seemed like an ordinary ordinary person. I mean, the the ferocity and brutality of the crime might suggest undertones of, of gangland or the criminal underworld, but that, that wasn't the case with Liam. He was just a sort of ordinary dad. Why did he end up dead? So the, the thing that police found out in the end that provided a link related to Liam's dating activities, he'd been on a, a date previously with a woman called Rachel Fullstow, and this would be actually the link that led police to find finding his killer in the end. Uh, it was a long story, but that was a, the, short, the, the link between Liam Smith and uh, it was this date that he'd had previously that proved to be the motive. So this date was around two years before Liam was killed. It happened in September 2019 and Liam had been on a date with this lady called Rachel Foster, as I say, and she and Liam went on a sort of what would appear a normal date. They had a few drinks together. They went for a meal together in York. But later on, uh, due to the distance from his home, Liam had booked a hotel and they ended up at this hotel room and Rachel Fullstow would later claim that there had been non-consensual sexual activity between the pair in this date at the hotel room. She, she didn't go to the police and make any formal allegations against Liam. They did meet up the next day and had lunch together, but that, that proved to be the last they saw of each other and they never met again and that relationship or date never went anywhere and, and that was... I suppose as Liam was concerned, that was that. How did this provide a motive? 
as, as they continued on the, the dating, trying to find uh, new relationships, uh, Rachel Fulstow found a new man called Michael Hillier in 2020, so a few months after she'd met Liam, and uh, their relationship seemed to blossom. They seemed to be quite different people. Uh, Rachel Fulstow worked in hospitality. She'd worked in hotels for most of her life and seemed to have a, quite a comfortable middle-class existence with earning a decent salary. Michael Hillier was quite a different character. He, unbeknownst to the police, it seems, he'd gone undetected for many years uh, dealing drugs and was involved in a cannabis farm. He had a cannabis farm at his home in Sheffield where he lived. So they were quite different people, but they obviously seemed to get on together. And, and after meeting on, they met on the dating app Hinge and they their relationship uh, moved on. And over time, I guess, as couples do, they delved more into each other's past and, and spoke to each other about what their past dating and relationships had involved. And at one point, in, this was in September 2022, Rachel Fulstall told Michael Hillier that, of this date that she'd had with Liam Smith and where she made allegations against Liam Smith. And Michael Hillier was a man who's previously been known to be violent. He'd been in court before for an attack, which he said was in defence of his brother. This, obviously, this this uh, revelation to Michael Hillier ang- must have angered him. And it was the beginning of a, a terrible plot that ended up with William Smith dead just outside his house. What did the plotting involve? So the plotting, was it went over many, many months and obviously they wanted to get revenge. That was quite clear for what William Smith had supposedly done to Rachel Fulstow in this hotel room. Liam Smith was never afforded the chance to respond or he was never he wasn't there at the at the court eventual court case to actually defend himself, but that was what they'd believed that he'd done. But over many months they plotted what they were gonna to do to get this revenge against him. Michael for Michael Hillier's part, he seemed to have a quite an interest in firearms and guns. And he, he legally bought a gun from a, a shop in Nottingham, uh, which the gun would normally it was legal to buy because it could only fire blank rounds rather than live rounds. But he was able to convert this gun so that it would fire live rounds and actually was able to injure someone. So he, he conducted all these experiments to make sure that this gun could fire. Uh, and they obviously were discussing plans between them over this period as their relationship continued. And this one of the plans that they apparently had proposed was they were going to lure Liam Smith as, on the proviso that he was going to go to a job as his job as an electrician, and that was one idea apparently floated at the time. But that that wasn't the plan that eventually happened, because as we've heard, Liam Smith was killed outside his home. But the police were also finding internet searches which incriminated Rachel Fullstow. She'd searched for an electrician in Wigan, and she lived in York, so why she needed an electrician based in Wigan is would be unclear. She'd also made searches about the street where Liam had lived. She made searches about police response times and response times for ambulances, which is a matter which probably the general public doesn't really need to know, I guess. And uh, this all sort of culminated in November last year. And a few weeks before the actual killing, Mike Hillier made the trip to Shevington, which is the village where Liam lived, a very quiet village that's popular with sort of retirees and families. And he spent hours there, stalking sort of the area and carrying out a reconnaissance mission into what would, what he'd be faced with when he actually did carry out this uh, attack that he was plotting. 
What happened on the day that Liam Smith was killed? So this was November 24th last year, and Michael Hillier, who lived in Sheffield, uh, had travelled to Shevington, the village just outside of Wigan, where Liam lived. Uh, he'd spent hours, as, as he had done it three weeks earlier on his reconnaissance mission, he spent hours there just sort of, he seemed to be waiting for the correct moment and the, the right moment that he would strike and carry out this plan that they'd, they'd come up with together. He was armed with the gun that he had converted from a blank firing pistol to a live round. And eventually it happened at just after 6.30. Michael Hilly got out of his car and moved on the driveway of Liam Smith's house and Liam Smith obviously spotted a stranger he'd never met before on his driveway and went to investigate who this person was and as he as he got out Michael Hillier grabbed the gun and, and shot him and uh, that hit him with such force as to make him fall over onto the ground and, and then Michael Hillier also grabbed the acid and threw the acid over him and he fled in his in his car it was a, a Mitsubishi Shogun that he was driving that was to prove crucial in the investigation later this was also part of the elaborate escape plan he drove north to a forest near Durham and the car was later found out found burnt burnt out there and had been set on fire and then he got a, a he cycled to a Darlington train station and then got the train from Darlington to York where Rachel Fulstall lived and met up with Rachel Fulstall there at her home during that time the next few days they started to get rid of evidence burning evidence and other ways we're not quite sure of but then quite shockingly they pair who uh, were not under any suspicion by the police at this time they went on holiday to Jamaica and to you know what many would describe as a holiday of a lifetime to a beautiful part of the world and that they were as the police were carrying out this massive investigation and trying to find out who had killed Liam Smith they were carrying out various activities in in Jamaica that we saw pictures of them riding, riding horses and yeah it's just uh, not the kind of thing you'd expect from two people who were uh, were later accused of being involved in a murder. How did they get caught? As with many cases uh, in the modern in modern times, CCTV was crucial, and the police were able to trace this CCTV footage, which showed Michael Hillier in the area on the actual day of the killing. Also, they'd found that he'd been using false plates on this car, which the car which was found burnt out. And that that was crucial. They managed to trace his movements through AMPR and, and the like and through cameras on the motorways and roads and, and that kind of technical evidence, which is such a part of modern modern cases with the technology and cameras that are used these days. Um, through Hillier, they got to Fullstone because as they investigated Hillier's life, they knew that Hillier had been in a relationship with Rachel Fullstone, so... Initially, Rachel Fulstow was treated as a witness rather than a suspect. They didn't at first think she was involved, but as time went on, as more evidence stacked up against her, that, that thought changed, really. Uh, interestingly, the first time the, the police were aware of this motive, this the dating with uh, Rachel Fulstow, going on a date with Liam Smith, was when she revealed it to them in, in a police interview when they were when she was being treated as a witness. She told, actually told the police about this. Then that provided the link between or three of them, which the police hadn't really known about previously. So that was gave them a motive, which you don't need a motive to prove prove the murder, but it, it gives that motive that the jury can get behind as to why someone would carry out such a 
you know, appalling crime. And in that in that same interview, the police found that she was telling a lot of lies. Um, she denied ever making the searches, which they had clear evidence of within her phone data, internet data. The evidence just kept mounting up and the police realised that she knew more than she was telling telling them at the time and she changed to become a suspect and eventually um, Michael Hilly and Rachel Fullstone were both charged with murder. How did it all play out in court? So the trial was held at Minshall Street Crown Court. Uh, many people know it just near Piccadilly Station, uh, one or two Crown Courts in Manchester. It lasted for six weeks. They were both accused of, of murder. Michael Hillier was forced to plead guilty to manslaughter. He denied murder, but he, he basically, by that plea, admitted that he was the man who shot and killed Liam Smith. On the other hand, Rachel Fullstow maintained her innocence. She denied all involvement in any plotting or any involvement in the killing whatsoever. They'd obviously, their relationship must have broke down by this point. They were sat together in court. They were held in separate prisons, but they sat together every day in court. And there was very frosty relationships, relations between the pair. They, they were obviously on different pages at this time. They weren't working together anymore. They, this was definitely two people who were who had their own ends and their own um, interests in the forefront. What were the memorable parts of the trial? There's quite a lot of emotion on display during this trial, as as you'd expect with such a horrific crime. But between the two defendants in particular, it was quite interesting to witness. They, they had very different demeanours in court. Uh, Michael Hilly was very emotional and was inter- interrupting the court on many occasions. He was even had to be removed from court at one point because he was interrupting the judge speaking, which in my experience as a court reporter is never a good idea. He had to, as I say, he was removed from the dock at one point. Rachel Fullstone was quite the opposite. She was not very emotional. She sort of sat back and took notes and you couldn't really read her emotions on her face. But Michael Hilly was always interrupting. He was, when Rachel Fullstone gave evidence, he, w- he would shake his head from the dock as if he was, you know, visually disagreeing with what he was saying. When he had to give evidence and, and swore to tell the truth, he emphasised the word truth, saying it louder and staring at his, you know, Rachel Fullstone, his girlfriend, one-time girlfriend. And there was also, you had Liam Smith's family who were there listening to these very grim details about how their loved one had, had died and these allegations that he couldn't defend himself against. He wasn't there to give his side of the story, so... It was a very heightened sense of emotion and tension in that in that courtroom for those six weeks as, as the as the case continued. What happened in the end? So ultimately, there was enough evidence to satisfy the jury that both Hillier and Fullstow were guilty of murder, and that was the verdict that, that was returned after after that many weeks in court. And so they proceeded to sentence, and there was very long sentences handed down by the judge. Um, they were both given life sentences, which is mandatory in cases of murder in our country, but uh, the minimum term is the actual minimum amount of time they have to serve in prison before they can even be considered for release. And in this case, Hillier will have to serve 33 years in prison and Fullstow will have to serve 30 years. And in his sentencing comments, the judge said that they'd acted as judge, jury and executioner. And there was some verbal altercations between Hillier and Liam Smith's family. They called him evil before he was sent down to start serving that 33-year sentence. What has been the impact on Liam's family? 
Well, I don't think many people can imagine having to sit in court listening to weeks of evidence about your loved one being shot and killed. I think that is traumatic enough and horrific enough, but having to hear allegations that blackened his name, blackened Liam's name without him being able to respond to them, I think just made it even worse, to be honest. And they were admirably watched the proceedings and, and sort of didn't react to things many of the times, but sometimes it just got too much. And, and especially at the sentencing hearing, there was quite a lot of verbal altercations, but I think everyone would empathise with their situation. They've gone through a horrific thing and Liam's parents were there a lot of the time and, and most of the trial and they, you could just see in their faces how devastated they were and I can't imagine what they were going through and most people in that courtroom would be, uh, that would be where their hearts would be going to, to Liam's family after what such a horrific incident. What are your thoughts on this case? Well, it was a truly extraordinary case. The shocking lengths that these these two people went to to avenge something that they had decided Liam Smith was guilty of without giving him any of the due process that they were afforded themselves in this court trial that they they uh, they went through. And Michael Hillier was a very interesting person. He, he, he had some kind of moral code that he almost felt that the attack that he carried out on Liam Smith was justified because he had decided that Liam Smith was guilty and to him it seemed as though, as the judge said, he acted as judge, jury and executioner and it almost felt that he he, you know, he nearly got away with it and um, without the good work of the police and, and the large-scale investigation, he almost did get away with it but he's obviously now serving this huge sentence and uh, he'll have a long time to consider whether he still thinks he was doing the right thing or whether, as the jury has found, that he was actually guilty of murder. Testimony is a laudable production for the Manchester Evening News. It was presented and produced by Daniel McLaughlin, featuring Andrew Bardsley. You can listen to previous episodes of our podcast on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google and more. And you can read more about this case on the MEN's website, manchestereveningnews.co.uk.